This is InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's what's happening on this week's show. There are lots of anti-discrimination laws on the books regarding race, color, religion, and gender. But one law is often overlooked and may affect millions of Americans. It's probably more prevalent than any of these other forms of discrimination in this society because it's more rational for the individual employer to do it. Then, when you shop at a mall or major retailer, experts say you're being spied on. And the reason may surprise you. Big companies are selling video analytics equipment, Wi-Fi tracking equipment, and lots of cameras. But stores aren't disclosing exactly what's going on here. One reason is the creepy factor. Those two stories, and much more, are coming your way on this week's edition of InfoTrack. Stick around. Our show gets underway right after this. InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's your host, Chris Whitting. When it comes to getting a job, just about everyone knows there are laws prohibiting discrimination regarding race, religion, gender, and national origin. But one form of job discrimination, age, often gets overlooked, and age discrimination appears to be on the rise. To discuss this, we welcome Michael Harper, professor of law at the Boston University School of Law. First, what is the law that prohibits age discrimination in hiring? What does it say? The federal law is the Age Discrimination in Employment Act. It's called ADEA. It was passed a few years after Title VII, which prohibits race, sex, national origin, religion, color discrimination. The ADEA has operative provisions that are similar to Title VII, but it has some critical differences that make it somewhat of a weaker statute. And when does it start to apply at what age? Forty. Unlike Title VII, it is what I call asymmetrical. Title VII prohibits discrimination against white males, against majority groups. ADEA only prohibits discrimination against the older worker. So you can favor the older worker over the younger worker. There are a few state laws that operate in both directions, and typically laws in other countries, as in Western Europe, that have been passed recently, operate in both directions. If you're a business owner or someone hiring for a job, I guess there are reasons somebody might want a younger employee, because they might think, well, this person will be around for a longer time, or perhaps they're willing to take a lower wage or other reasons. But that is not really allowed, I guess. Not if you do it on the basis of their age, across the board consideration. For instance, you said that they might prefer the younger worker because they might be willing to take a lower wage. If you say, I'm only going to hire someone at this wage, and the people who are willing to work on that age happen to be younger, that's not illegal because it's a rational business reason that is not age. It's lower wage. It may be associated with age, but it is not age. Now, if you say, I'm going to not hire anyone above the age of 55 because I think they're not going to be worth the training costs on the average. I predict that the person who's not hired till 45 won't give me enough years of productivity to justify that training cost. That's a generalization on the basis of age. That would be illegal. Professor, how prevalent is age discrimination in the workplace today? Well, 
age discrimination complaints are up and there's reason to believe that it is more prevalent in a time of economic downturn where there's more turnover and employers are making judgments like the one that you mentioned and I mentioned about the likelihood of the newly hired employee being around for longer. Age discrimination is much more likely to occur at the hiring stage than at the termination stage. And the reason is that if you have employed someone, you know that individual as an individual. It may be efficient for you to make generalizations on the basis of age, but if you have that worker, you know that they may not be fit into that generalization. But if they're not working for you, you don't know for sure what the future is going to bring if you do hire them. So you're more likely to make a generalization that is maybe efficient from the point of view of your particular business, but may lead you to reject all older workers, which is unfair to those older workers and leads to higher unemployment for older workers. I know that for people in their 50s, 60s, when they lose a job in this economy, it's especially tough to find another one tougher than it would be for somebody in their 20s, I would imagine. Definitely, because if the person is in their 20s, you're not making the same generalization about declining skills that may have some truth as a generalization, enough truth to make it efficient for you to use that generalization. And it may be, therefore, in the interest of your individual business, even though it's not in the general interest of society. Let me contrast that with race discrimination. If you are discriminating against an African-American or a woman who is going to be a productive worker, if you're doing that, you're hurting your business. If you're discriminating on the basis of race or sex, it's likely not an efficient decision. It's not a rational decision. Discriminating on the basis of age, particularly on the hiring stage rather than on the uh, termination stage, can be rational and efficient. And for that very reason, I think it's more prevalent. If someone feels they've been discriminated against because of age, is that something that's difficult to prove? Very difficult, because you're not inside to hear what's going on around the workplace. You don't have other people that you know that might testify about someone saying something racist, sexist, or ageist at the workplace. And all you know is you didn't get the job. You're not generally told why. Very few employers are going to be stupid enough to tell you that it's because you're too old. And you just don't have any information. So what do you have to go on? What do you have to convince a lawyer to take your case and risk spending a lot of hours and ending up hitting their head against the brick wall? So is the law really effective if there's no easy way to prove discrimination? I don't believe it's effective at the hiring stage. It's much more potentially effective at the termination stage, but again, that's much less likely to be a problem. There's much less likely to be age discrimination at the termination stage, and it's probably even less effective than Title VII because some of the procedural rules and proof standards are weaker under the IDEA, the age discrimination statute. For instance, the Supreme Court has held under the age discrimination statute, you have to prove that age was the determinative cause. It's not enough to show that they took age into account. You have to prove affirmatively as a plaintiff that they would have hired you but for your age. You don't have to do that in your basic case 
under Title VII today. It's enough to show that race or sex was a motivating factor. I see. So it's a more a difficult causation standard under the idea. At the least, the age discrimination statute should be enhanced in a way to conform with Title VII because age discrimination is probably more prevalent than any of these other forms of discrimination with possible exception of pregnancy discrimination under Title VII, I think, in this society because it's more rational for the individual employer to do it. And it creates a social problem because, as you say, once an older worker is unemployed, they can't get reemployed. They become a burden on themselves, a social burden. We lose productivity in our society. And it's true that unemployment is primarily a demand problem, but it's partially also a supply problem. And some workers are just not productive, and you don't want to increase that class of people by having long-term unemployed older workers. If I'm someone who believes I was discriminated against because of my age, what should I do? You should sit back, write up why you think that is the case, see if you can get any confirmation from that from anyone else, anyone else applied had a similar experience, or if you were already employed and you think you've been let go because of that, talk to other people at your workplace, get as much information as you can, then if you continue to believe that, take that information to a lawyer. Ask around, try to find a lawyer who has experience in the area, but if you have enough information that suggests that your case might be viable, you should be able to find a good lawyer to bring the case. The lawyer will know how to proceed. We want to thank Professor Michael Harper of the Boston University School of Law for joining us on InfoTrack. Thank you. Next, you may be surprised to hear exactly how stores spy on shoppers and why they do it may shock you. There's more InfoTrack coming up. Stay tuned. Stay tuned.